And I mean, like, everyone's trying to tell me their issues, and I'm like, bitch, can you just cue up my drum? Welcome to Rebel Girls Book Club. I'm Harmony. And I'm Maggie. And we're here to take an intersectional, feminist approach to books from all over the spectrum. Bestsellers, we've got you covered. That one book from English class you hated while you read but you can't forget? We've got that too. Comic books? Nonfiction? It's all right here. So grab your tea, grab your blanket, and let's get rebellious about your favorite new reads. Hello, welcome back to Rebel Girls Book Club. My name is Maggie. My name is Harmony. And today we are doing the end of the year book tag created by Ariel Bassett. Yay! Woohoo! All right, Harmony, are there any books you started this year that you need to finish? Yeah, you know, I still haven't finished Honey Girl. I have like five pages and it's literally been a year-long read. It may be like six months, but I really appreciate that. Like, I'm really savoring it. So it's it's good. I also started Children of Blood and Bone. Did not finish that. Currently, there's a whole list, Maggie. Are you prepared for this? I am, but only because I know you. I don't think our listeners are. Okay, well, I guess those are the two big ones. Oh, no, you should. I mean, not Children of Blood and Bone, the other one. Children of Shadow and Bone. Children of Virtue and Vengeance, the sequel? Yes, Children of Virtue and Vengeance. That's the one I started and haven't finished. Very nice, very nice. I'm in the middle of two books as well, but it's more just because they're what I'm actively reading, which is The Good House by Tana Nareev Du and You Exist Too Much by Zaina Arafat. I have one book that I've been reading for a really long time called Damnation Spring by Ash Davidson, but I think at this point I'm DNFing it which I feel weird about. I don't typically DNF books. I'm just really not connecting to it. And it's not that it's a bad book. It's based in the Pacific Northwest and really deals with climate change and trees, but also poverty and the harms of capitalism that drive people to need to harm the land to live. So it's a really interesting book, but I just can't get through it. I've been 150 pages in for three months now. I think I'm giving up. So wait, can you tell us what DNFing means? Did not finish. Got it. Which is not typical for me. I'm usually one of those people who, if I start a book, I'm gonna finish it. Not that I have anything against not finishing in general, but I think as somebody who likes the craft a lot, I feel like even when I read a book that I'm not driving with, I often learn things from that experience that are genuinely useful for me in the future, but it's just not working for me. I have ADD, so <laughs> I regularly pick books up and then don't finish them. And then sometimes I finish them like a year later. It's true. Harmony also struggled earlier this year, and I don't know if you're still struggling now, where she would get really close to the end of a library book, 20 pages left, and then the library would take it back. And then she'd have to wait for weeks for it to come back. Which isn't that what happened to you the first time you read Cemetery Boys? Yes. Yes, it is. And also The Witching Hour and also Gods of Jade and Shadow and a whole bunch of other books, I'm sure. Yeah, you have to understand, too, it's because I read 10 books at once always. I'm working 65 hours a week and still somehow reading 10 books at once because I have ADD. (laughs) 
I'm not judging. I'm just saying. Do you have an autumn book to transition into the end of the year? We're sort of facing down the last bit of autumn, but we still got seven weeks left. Autumn book. Let me think. What's the best autumn book that I read recently? Autumn. Why don't you go first for this one while I look? I think the book I'm planning to read sort of really finish out the transition is Under the Whispering Door by TJ Klune, who wrote The House in the Cerulean Sea, which everyone was understandably fucking obsessed with last year. I was too. But I've heard that this one is a little bit darker, a little bit quieter, a little bit heavier, as it kind of deals with a man who is at the end of his life, and I think might fall in love with the Grim Reaper. But it's a lot about accepting death. And to me, in my little romanticist heart, that's just the vibe of autumn is death and then rebirth in the spring. So (laughs) that's, that's where we're at. Wait, So is this a book we're supposed to be reading to transition out of autumn? It's not a book we already read that gives us autumn vibes? I think it could be really either, you know, especially since we're so deep into autumn. Okay, well, I guess I think that I really liked The Hazelwood by Melissa Albert because it's spooky and that gives me autumn vibes. And then I'm planning on reading Magic for Liars and that will actually be my autumn transition book. It's set up and everything, which is about a magic school and witches and true crime, which also gives me autumn vibes because it's dark and spooky, kind of, but lightly dark and spooky. I feel that. I feel that. Is there a new release you're still waiting for? There's a new release that I've really wanted that my local witch bookshop just got that I'm waiting to have funds for and it's called Missing Witches and they have a great podcast and y'all should listen to it even if you're not into witchcraft because it's mostly historical it's mostly history and that's actually how I learned about anarchism which Maggie and I just recorded an episode about so it's pretty cool and I like it in terms of other books no I don't think so there's too many books for me to be waiting on anything Fair enough. I think that I'm still waiting for Nettie Okorafor's new book. I think it's called Nor. That comes out the day after this episode goes live. We read Binti by Nettie Okorafor on the podcast last season, and then I binged the rest of that series. So I'm super excited for her. Yeah, you saw that on Instagram. That that does look exciting. What are three books you want to read before the end of the year? Oh, I don't plan my reading. Should I? I don't know. It's up to you. Why don't you go first while I really think about that question? <laughs> I have three books lined up on my Libby, which are going to be read as my next commute book. So I guess I'll just share those. A Mind Spread Out on the Ground by Alicia Elliott. After the People Lights Have Gone Off by Stephen Graham Jones. And Where the Dead Sit Talking by Brandon Hobson. So I don't often plan out my reading either, but because those are sitting in my app, they're probably going to get read soon. That's fair. I guess in my app is Upright Woman Wanted, which I've already started. So that will get you read. Yeah, Maggie recommended that book to me. It's got librarians, so I have to read it. And lesbians. And lesbians. Yeah, I've been really into lesbian reads lately. Magic for Liars. And then I guess I would really like to try Wake Siren, which is a book I bought forever ago. So I would really like to tackle that. Very nice. Is there a book that you think could still shock you and become your favorite of the year? Oh, yeah, definitely. Do you have any predictions or is it just that everything's a wild card and who knows? Everything's a wild card for me and who knows? You know, my favorite book last year was still the Once and Future Witches and nothing has topped that so far, but I've also consumed a lot. If I do find a favorite book, it's probably going to have librarians witches and lesbians so 
authors get writing. I want more content. And you know what I also request of you authors? Please give me more lesbian sex. Because the straight romances, they're pretty good at that. But I haven't gotten a lot of in-depth lesbian sex. So. Yeah, that's fair enough. I feel like that was how I felt last year. Last year, I read a lot of good books, but nothing super jumped out at me as being like, wow, this is a new favorite. This year, I've read a lot of really good books that could be favorites. Having said that, though, I would be shocked if something surpasses this book that I read in February, which since February has been my favorite book of the year, which is called The Prophets by Robert Jones Jr. And it's about two enslaved men who live on a plantation in the South during the Civil War who are in love with each other. And the intersections between living a life where you've been kidnapped and enslaved and wrestling with one's sexuality and how their relationship just sort of echoes out to the rest of their plantation. One of the most beautifully written books that I've ever read, one of the most emotionally impactful books I've ever read, and also left you feeling weirdly hopeful at the end. It was just masterfully done. And I'd be really, I'd be real shook if something dethroned that at this point. Although I think I said that last year too about In the Dream House by Carmen Maria Machado, and eventually something did dethrone that, although that was still a strong number two. So we'll see. All right, last but not least, have you already started making reading plans for next year? No. Oh, wait, have we? Yes, I guess technically I have, but only through the podcast. Yeah, my answer is the same. I think that part of what I discovered about myself this year is that I'm not really a mood reader. If I don't have some sort of plan, I'll spend weeks and weeks trying to figure out what I'm in the mood to read next, and I never pick up a new book once I finish it. So I've had some luck being like, okay, I'm going to read this and then I'm going to plan to read that specifically next, but it doesn't, it doesn't project more than one or two books out. So outside of the podcast, I have no idea what I'm going to read next year. Interesting. Yeah. I'm the opposite. I am a mood reader, but also discovering audiobooks has really allowed me to binge read. So like I do sometimes plan based off of audiobook availability in my library. That's fair enough. All right, that is the end of the end of the year book tag. Thank you so much for joining us for this fun little interlude. And we will talk to you next week with an episode about indigenous anarchism and land back. Goodbye. Bye. Don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher app. You can support this podcast by going to anchor.fm slash RGBC and clicking the support this podcast button. Our episode schedule can be found in our show notes or by going to our website, rebelgirlsbook.club and clicking read along with the show. You can follow us at rgbcpod on Instagram, at rebelgirlsbookclub on Facebook, at rebelgirlsbook1 on Twitter, And you can email us at rebelgirlsbookclub at gmail.com. Our theme song is called Pretty Boys Make Me Feel Ugly, and it's by The Gaze. See you soon, and remember to read rebelliously. Rebel Girls Book Club is a part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts.